<laughs> All right, what's up, y'all? We are live here. Uh, I'm Kristen Ebeling. I am sitting down Leo Baker. And before we get into it, what's up, Leo? What's up? How's it going? Good to see you. Good to see you, too. I'm, I'm just in L.A. right now, going to do some music stuff and go skating and see some family while I'm here. So, How long has it been since you've been to L.A.? It's been a while. Yeah, I was here a couple months ago filming for the documentary. I've been here like intermittently over the last like year doing stuff for the documentary I'm working on with Retta and Nicola. Sick, that's what's up. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit actually about that documentary since you brought it up and like- Yeah, can, for can sure. You share? Can you disclose? Yeah, I can disclose a bit. Um, so let's see, like five years ago, Retta, ran into me on the street in New York and was like, it was right around the time he did the Brian doc and was feeling very inspired to be doing storytelling of that sort. Mm -hmm. And so that was when I agreed to do the doc with him. And so for two years, he was like putting together like a team of people to like, you know, make it happen. And then for the last three years, they've been following me around through what's, what is turning out to be <laughs> an incredibly pivotal moment in my life. So I'm excited to see what happens. I'm also like, not ready. <laughs> I'm like, I can't even like, all, I, I don't know. I mean, I was just like, I'm always like really vulnerable, whatever. They followed me through like transitioning and like, like originally it was supposed to be like about me going to the Olympics, but then I was like, I quit that. So there's just a lot mm -hmm. of transition in my life that was captured on film and so that's going to be in the world soon and that's kind of a little daunting not gonna lie but I just hope people can be gracious enough to help me be comfortable and give me space because yeah I feel like it's you know I'm like as a trans person to like be perceived is too much it's like I don't want to do it ever and I'm doing it on like a maximum scale so it's just yeah. kind of intense but uh whatever especially when I feel like you drew you draw so many people in with your skateboarding talent and like your notoriety in skating and then just so many people that are in skating like just 100% do not get it and so yeah that's gotta feel really like fuck <laughs> yeah it's overwhelming sometimes like totally I mean it's fine I just I like choose the least busy times to go skate because I like just want to be able to focus. And there's also the other part of it that's like, if somebody is approaching me and they're like, you know, saying nice things or like that they're a fan or something like that, it's like, I want to be kind to that person, but that like requires mm -hmm. energy also. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just noticing that like, I have a very limited amount of energy to give myself and others so I'm, I'm just trying to like find a balance of like how much I can handle yeah I mean that's so that's valid I mean I think people forget that when you're like a skater or somebody that's like notable or like famous in any way like that does require a lot of your capacity and you have a right to like you need to like you are a prof professional skater like you need to go and like skate so yeah so when you said you skate at off times do you mean like you go at like seven in the morning type shit yeah yeah that's like my favorite time to go skate like I love honestly I love waking up like sometimes before the sun comes up even to like just start my day and like do some PT and like drink coffee and like walk Carlos and then like 
go skate and there's like nobody there and there's like tricks I'm working on learning or like my roommate now is also a morning person and he films me he's my friend David oh sick Um, I didn't know you lived with David that's badass yeah me and David moved in I moved in with David like in August because I was using my Jackson Street apartment as my studio Mm. and then I ended up just moving back in there but David was like living in part of it and then I was using it the rest of it as my art studio anyway so now we live together and we're just like skating and thriving and I don't know it's like really nice to be in the company of somebody who's sober and like yeah a morning person also totally so that's been awesome but yeah I do prefer like I get I have the most energy in the mornings so I like to skate then and then after that's done I, I'll do like emails and shit but then when the calls get <laughs> when the calls and the zooms and the like interviews get scheduled for like morning times then I like I notice that I don't have as much energy to skate so totally just just doing a balance it's like a balancing act because it's like I get that other people have I don't know lives also <laughs> you know yeah I mean? is skating in the morning for you is that like kind of like um to get away from the crowds is it like just because like it's you have more space like to physically skate or do you feel like and obviously it's like people coming up to you and wanting to talk to you but do you also feel ever like when you're skating people might be like judging you because you're like trying a new trick that you can't do yet or whatever like does that ever feel like I just am curious from your perspective because people know how high of an ability you have on a skateboard but like people are just looking at your video parts and your lands right and like they don't see your process like does that ever feel like embarrassing or hard for you or do you just yeah there has been time lately I don't give a fuck but um all of that is is why the morning is the best time for me is because like there's more space like my there's more space for me mentally like my head is clear when I wake up you know it's like like there's I haven't like encountered that much stuff yet. It's like a fresh slate. So like if I go straight into skating with like a clear mind, I'm able to be mindful for longer. I'm able to skate for longer. It's like when I have the most energy, like I can feel the arc of, you know, like warming up to like being able to focus and like landing tricks I'm trying or whatever. And then eventually it's like, I don't know. I experience the highest peak when it's the morning. And then, yeah, and then there's the aspect of, like, you know, trying something new. Um, it's just better to be, I just like to be by myself doing that. Yeah, I relate it's to that. Best. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. Um, especially, I mean, if I go to a skate park in New York, like, Blue Park is the one that's, like, pretty close to my house. Also, so is Cooper. Mm-hmm. People are just like, it's just like the sesh is lit. You know what I mean? Everyone's yeah. moving super fast. I'm like, I don't, like, I just got here. Like, I'm not yeah. at that level yet. It's totally. kind of like, oh, I'm going to go, like, I don't know. I'm going to go, like, rearrange something in my room or like, yeah. <laughs> something else. Cause, dude, yeah. yeah. Blue Park is like a performance. <laughs> Blue Park is wild. It didn't be stage. <laughs> It didn't used to be this way. It used to be Dude, like seriously mega chill, and now it's like it's a hot spot. It's the hot spot. Yeah, yeah. I love it in the morning. Love it. Yeah, in the morning. dude. Good times. That's a good spot. Yeah. Um, also, just for the record, you gifted that long ass flat bar to Blue Park. You get credit, yeah. <laughs> credit for the Martinez Playground best fatty flatty. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I like, I sometimes forget and then I'm like, oh yeah, it was that and it was, it's the quarter pipe. Yeah, the quarter pipe too. Yeah. 
so that was uh i was like okay <laughs> my idea for that rail was like still when i was like trying to figure out how it was going to survive skating competitions and mm. i was like i have to like skate rails like <laughs> and then it was like oh we're doing this like nycsp event like let's like we're down to like put a new obstacle in and i was like okay let's put like a long flat bar in so i can like get comfortable skating rails slash everybody gets a flat bar mm-hmm. but low-key that was like part of the motivator was like i'm gonna like learn some rail tricks you know what i mean I but then that. i just quit competitions altogether, and so that was a better option for me <laughs> yeah but i mean if you say leo baker doesn't give back to the skate scene you better think again i'm like everybody's got feelings now mine. <laughs> amazing um well other than uh you know trying to skate as much as you can at the crack of dawn how is new york oh my god new york's the best i love it i love living in new york um i have been working super hard with steven on glue stuff and there's just like a lot of rad kids like popping up yeah um, and so it's just really nice to be a part of that there's like a lot of like queer skaters that are like coming out of wherever. Yeah. And sort of, it feels that like there's, it's like all like adjacent to glue. Like almost everybody that I see skating is like skating a glue board. And I'm like, wow, like this is super sick, but it just feels like there's some, there's like a landing pad for, I don't know, these kids, which is really dope. Um, so that's been really fun. I've been working on like a Spitfire part with David and doing Sorry. stuff for glue. There's some glue videos in the works. There's like one we're like finishing up and then we're gonna like start another one. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's like pretty much sums it up. Just like skating and doing glue stuff and working on music. It's kind of like what nice. I'm up to these days. Yeah, you guys have had some pretty crazy like weather, it seems like, like all the rain and flooding and stuff. Like, were you just inside playing your guitar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. Honestly, like, I mean, I'm grateful that obviously my situation didn't get turned upside down, but I know a lot of people's did. And so, you know, I think they're like recovering. But yeah, I just like stayed home and I love to stay home. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, this is perfect like I don't have to leave at all (laughs) like I don't even have to go outside today like yay um but yeah I'm a homebody so I felt okay in that situation nice that's pretty sweet um so obviously you mentioned a few times now that you've been working on a new music project and like just knowing you more personally like I know you've always wanted to have more time to put in music and you're really talented like singing and songwriting and stuff and so I'm stoked to hear it, um, but yeah, do you want to share a little bit more about like what we can look forward to with that new endeavor? Yeah, totally. So I, uh, I've i written a couple songs. Well, I've been writing songs over the years, just kind of like mm-hmm. as like a hobby. Um, and so again, so I met David upstate and David introduced me to his friend, Brendan, who's a music producer. Um, and they met because they were both like in the hardcore scene. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I started sending tracks to Brendan and Brendan was like down to work together and like actually produce something. So I was like, oh, that's like really dope. So earlier this year in like June, I went up there <clears throat> to 
just work on like one of my songs with him. And then it's shaping up to look like potentially I'm going to release an EP soon. There's no date set on that, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to be at least three songs. And yeah, I mean, it's very personal, but I guess I'm just like privy to spilling everything into the world without any filter. So like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let's like do a doc about like my most personal shit. And then I'm going to write songs about it also. Yeah. And a book. <laughs> oh yeah. The book. I forget. I forget I wrote the book. Um, you're really out here, but we love to see it. Like you, I would listen to your story time and again. Um, but going back to the music, like what's the style of music? Is it a full band? Is it like acoustic guitar? Is it electronic? Like, yes. Yeah, so, I listen to your playlist. You, you go in a lot of directions. So I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so, so what I gravitate towards mostly is like sort of like indie songwriting. Um, every song I write, it starts on an acoustic guitar and then Brendan is making it like, there's like, acu- there's like analog elements and um, electronic elements. And it's just like really moody, like really mm-hmm. moody, like indie, like who gave this really sad person a guitar vibe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like, if I'm not crying, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just kidding. But yeah, so there's that. I also like have dreams to become a pop star, but we can talk about that later. I don't know. <laughs> have you met Lady Gaga? I swear. No, I that. haven't. It was Brian. Brian met and um, met Gaga. Brian told me the story of that too. I saw okay, so before like he posted the photo of him with her or something like that, because he's done a couple things with her at this point, I think. Like I, I was on Lady Gaga's Instagram, like just like looking at the photo. And one of the top comments, you know, when you're following somebody, you see the comments. And I saw Brian, like something, something, something Stephanie. And I was like, he's on a Stephanie level. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. And then I knew I was like, he's somehow, he's like friends with her. And then I saw like all the stuff like later or whatever him like in her like clothes and like I don't know just like that shit but yeah I know that's like at this point it's like I'm just on a quest to meet Lady Gaga and everything I'm doing is just taking one step closer totally it's like not about the skate career it's not about starting a business it's like nothing my life (laughs) my life is about meeting Gaga and once I do that I've reached the pinnacle yeah and then I don't know what I'll do after that but It'll be all down, downhill from there, but you know, <laughs> I'm like climbing a mountain at this point. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's like a mellow down slope that you can just coast, just coast. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's sick. Uh, so you said there's no release date, but you think sometime in like 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. That'd be cool. That's and then be. is that the same music that you're saying is going to be in used in your documentary or is that like separate? That's a different thing. So I've also been working with my friend, Nate um in like some songwriting sessions and so one of the songs we wrote together is what I'm going to be producing I'm not producing it I'm going to be recording and then Alex is going to produce it um and so that's going to be for the documentary sick and that's going to be like the intro music or something I think it's going to just like weave in and out like there's like footage of me like playing the song there's footage of I think they're going to film us like one day in the studio. Like it's going to like develop through. I think that's their idea is that it's going to develop through the, through the doc. And then eventually it's going to be like at, in the end or something, but I don't really know there. They don't tell me that much. I'm like, I don't even know. I'm like supposed to meet Alex. I'm like, when, where, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're just the subject. Literally. What is that? We don't need it. 
That's so funny. And I, yeah, give Leo the details. Um, is that a song that you wrote or someone else wrote that you're like helping to perform? Or? I wrote the guitar part and then I collaborated with my friend Nate on the lyrics. Um, yeah, and they kind of just speak to like my experience. So it like is authentic. And then that gave me some insight on just because I know like there's like when it's like a songwriting situation, there's like people people are like, oh, well, like they don't write their own songs. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's like not. I mean, I guess there are performers. I don't know. It's just there's a lot of hats to be worn. Totally. In the creation of music. And so it's making me I'm slowly getting more insight on like how that like works. And cool. Well, I'm excited for that. Um, yeah. Are you singing on it? Yes. Sick. Yeah, I've been taking vocal lessons for like a year and it's been a really dope experience because my vocal coach is a trans guy. Cool. So he did his like dissertation on like trans voices and like how, like has like a lot of insight on like how the hormones affect the vocal folds and like, like I had been looking into doing vocal lessons for a while, but I just felt like there wouldn't be anybody who would like truly understand my situation. And then my therapist yeah. was like, oh, there's this vocal coach that I've heard of who's a trans guy. And I was like, okay. So then I started working with him and I just learned a lot about, I don't know, like my voice as I'm like transitioning, mm-hmm. how to take care of it and like what's going to happen and like what to expect. And like, I don't know, it's like really, I'm just like really fascinated by the mechanics of singing totally I don't know it's like really cool so I've been doing that and that's been really awesome that's sick is there one like little nugget you'd be down to share I'm like you made me curious at this point like yeah for like yes so like for me if I before I started T my my range was naturally like middle C and like above Mm. which is like if you're looking at a piano and there's like the middle C note for, for people who don't know, it's like a, any note above, like on the, on the right, right side. Path is the yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now it's like sitting in the middle of that. So it's like half of it is above it. And then the other half is like below it. Um, but basically what happens, I guess, when you're, when you get on hormones, like your, your vocal folds thicken. And if you do, if you get on a lot really fast, they get kind of stuck like thick so then you don't have any high range so I've been microdosing tea which has been nice because it's like a really slow um, transformation but basically what he was telling me to do is like try to maintain the high octaves as much as possible because a lot of like AMAB singers like have to develop that because their voice is already deep but if I already have it, I should maintain it. And then as my voice gets deeper, I'll have like a very lot, like wide range oh. of notes I can hit. Um, so that, that's like the biggest thing that stuck. And then just like the, th- the thing that really made me feel like it's possible to sing too was like, cause I've always, I've been like really insecure about my voice for, for like my singing voice, like my whole life pretty much. Yeah. Um, and he was just like, you, anyone can sing because it's like, your vocal folds are just like a muscle that you can work out and like learn how to use. And so for me, I was like, oh, that like resonates like as if I'm doing PT, like I can like 
do things to support my my vocal my vocal cords so that I can like sing properly I don't know like it's yeah it's like an athletic activity almost and so I was like oh well I could do that (laughs) yeah now that you framed it in a jock context (laughs) (laughs) exactly I'm like oh like anyone can and then anytime I hear somebody say like oh I can't sing I'm like yeah well that's like such a common thing like I mean you hear it with skateboarding all the time and we know how long it takes to get good at skating and that's just kind of accepted once you become a skateboarder but like with singing too it's like people see it as either like a gift you've gotten or like you just don't have it like it's one or the other and so I think that's so sick yeah that's not true well that's sick well I'm excited to hear your badass range (laughs) awesome (laughs) I'm excited as fuck like I'm like I still have a lot of insecurity because I'm like, when somebody hears this, are they going to perceive that it is a female singer? Like, mm-hmm. do I sound like a boy? Like, there's all of this gender shit for me that like, oh, I'm just going to like, be like, whatever, and like, release it and like, not let that hold me back. But there is that like, I don't know, just do I sound feminine? Yeah. Is like, always even when I'm talking, you know, or yeah, all the time, but I'm like, all right, well, this is what I sound like. So here you go. Yeah. <laughs> totally. To me, you sound like you and yeah, I think your voice sounds great. Um, yeah. Uh, so, um, we've mentioned this a couple times, but, and just in case there's anybody out there, I know, right. Like they don't know now, you know, but can you tell the people what is glue skateboards? Give us a quick little or yes. story if you're down. Yes. So yeah, I started glue with my friend Steven and Cher. Um, and we started it at the beginning of the pandemic, which was obviously, it was like right before the pandemic. So <laughs> that, that was like an interesting climb, but it's it's been like really well received. And basically we just want to like have historically excluded people to the front and like support mm-hmm. trans people, support queer people, support POC and like I don't know just have fun skating and like do whatever we want and like that's been really like the driving force a lot of the a lot of the visual creative stuff is like Steven's ideas or like our ideas together um and I don't know like I just feel like glue is like my baby and I love it so much and just like want to nurture it and make it be something really sick so that like future generations of like queers who skate can like have something to look to totally and like not like it's the first one like there's obviously like their skateboards and like unity um but it's really dope to be like alongside those folks and like just creating some kind of a platform where it's like it really doesn't matter you know like I don't even know what I'm trying to say like it doesn't matter you don't have to like fit any mold at all like if you skate then that's sick and like mm-hmm. there's space for you I don't know totally I know like you started your skateboarding career quote-unquote as a very young person and being a part of like bigger brands and corporations and like I guess I'm just curious from your perspective kind of growing up like writing for like element for instance like are there any things that you're doing as like kind of a now not only as like a tastemaker in skating but also like a leader like running a company like and like giving I'm you know sponsoring people now you know and choosing who's on the team like are there certain things that like any rules 
maybe that were told to you as a young person that you're like, fuck that, we're not doing that. Like, is like, what's, what's different about maybe how you approach like your team and, you know, sponsorship and stuff like that with your company? Yeah, there, I mean, my whole life, it was like, I had to subscribe to these, I don't know, rules of like being feminine and like, I'm, I'm successful if I fit X, Y, Z mold. And like, you know, that just was super oppressive. Like I look back on that experience and it really sucked. Like, I only feel like now in my life, like as I've come out as trans and like, I'm like really just being who I am, have like gotten in touch with like my core self, which I feel like I lost touch with around like age 13. when I was like really feeding into this machine of like what it means to be successful as a skater because being a pro skater was like always my dream and so like I did the things that I was told that I had to do to get to where I am now but it just really sucks that I had to compromise and sacrifice so much of myself to get those things and that people didn't just see value in who I was as a person when I was a kid um so with that looking through that lens I just have like I pretty much am just like not I'm just not doing that to anyone ever Mm -hmm. like I will never ever want to see somebody like compromise anything about what makes them who they are um and I think Stephen feels the same I think Stephen's probably been through a lot of similar things yeah Um, and we're both just like we just want to make it really dope for like the future of like queers who skate and that's really like it's very simple in that way, which is nice um, because it's very welcoming and inviting and it, there's no requirement to fit in. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I, like honestly, I was talking to some like young people in Seattle and like, they're like so stoked on glue and everything. And they're like, what do we have to do to like get sponsored? Like, how do we get on the team? Like, how do we like, I just, and I was like, what does that mean? Like, do you need like skate product? Like, you know, like I'll help you like whatever, like I'll buy you stuff. You know what I mean? And they're like, we just want to skate with them. (laughs) So sweet. Like to them, they don't even like most like young people that want to get sponsored, just want to get the box, you know, to like show off or whatever and feel like pro. But like these kids are literally like, just like, we would just want to skate with them. (laughs) That's so sweet. Like that is I mean that means so much yeah there's been like some kids that have come to New York recently who are like huge fans of glue and like me and Steven and I were having a conversation and they were just telling me like we have to remember that we're like old now like these kids Mm -hmm. like grew up watching us skate and like now we are like old and like (laughs) we're like providing space and resources for them like to I don't know just do whatever so I was like, damn, that's crazy. Because for me, I'm like, I feel like such a scarcity of time. Like, I just, I want to skate and film like at least 10 more video parts like before I yeah. die. And I'm just like, fuck, like I'm old. <laughs> Shit. It takes a little longer, but you But I don't know. With that being said, it's just been really dope. Because like, a, we don't really, like we have like three AMs. And then there's like some people we've been like scouting for like, to like flow stuff too. Just sort of like feeling out the vibes. But mm-hmm it's just really sick that it's like we go skate and like we just hit hit up a bunch of people and then it's kind of like the same crew that ends up coming out Mm -hmm. and so that just kind of feels like really organic like the way it's evolving and it's like really dope to feel like a part of something where like I really fit in you know like I've never fit in anywhere before like really and so it's just dope to be like wow like there's people like me who 
like skating and we just do this now I don't know it's really sick but yeah 100% yeah it's like if you I, yeah what I've kind of learned through growing up and skating and stuff it's just not fitting in forever and then it's like realizing like oh I guess I'm just gonna have to make it yep. <laughs> you have to make the thing to fit into you know and yeah, people exactly. will join you like straight up and I think that's important for anyone to hear because some people might be like oh I gotta move to New York to like you know be a part of a scene and my response to people is like you don't have to move anywhere like you can for sure but like you can also like start that shit pretty much anywhere but like it's doing the work to create it which is not easy but you know it's kind of like classic like if you build it they will come type of thing yeah yeah that's sick oh I'm glad that's happening for you and in the scene and stuff and yeah it's so it's super exciting um but yeah I know you had a couple like maybe like businessy changes like um because i i remember hitting you up like a while ago and you're like fuck dude i gotta like pack all these boxes like and it was like do you want to talk a little bit about maybe some of the growing pains and then kind of like where you're at now yeah so through the pandemic it was like steven did a bunch of shipping Cher was there to help with some of that there was like one phase of shipments that happened that it was like pretty much all steven because i was living upstate And then the next drop we had recently, earlier this year, uh, we got like 850 boards and they all, they all got delivered to Brooklyn. So I was like scrambling to find somewhere for those to go until we could like ship them out. Yeah. So they were, they went to my friend Turk's studio and then, and then we like one, like, I think we fit them all in like one or two car loads, but. Oh my God. Or first it was like, we, we delivered boards around to shops in Brooklyn and New York. And so there was that. So we, we got rid of a bunch that way. And then we took a we took like the rest to my studio and just like one by one packing boxes. And I was like, oh my God, I am doing warehouse work right now. <laughs> and that's fun. Um, so that was, I mean, obviously it was a lot of work, but during that time we were also putting the pieces together, having conversations with the folks over at Mother Distribution who do mm-hmm. quasi. And so they like, they were just down to like, take us on and like help us with the distribution portion of things so now all the boards go there and they're helping do the website like pretty much now the work that Steven and I have to do is just like the creative stuff which is like it just it took a minute to get to that point but it was like worth it it was a the most work though like the it's and like so many it was like a ton of like crash courses on like oh how do I fill out a PO like how does how does Paul Schmidt like to receive artwork like how Mm. like oh I have to find a vendor for these t-shirts like oh like I don't know just so many things that were just like oh we started a business like okay yeah so now we now we're running a business okay okay like it was just like (laughs) it's a ton of and Lisa too because when I told Lisa about that like when I was like leaving meow and like telling her that I was like going to start a company she was like you like have no idea what you're getting into and I was like it'll be fine I was just like dude I can't believe Lisa like has like single-handedly run meow for like all these years dude yeah it's coming up on 10 years yeah yeah it's the most work but anyway so yeah lots of growing pains but now I think we're in a good spot like we're I feel like we're in the next chapter of things and have like way more time to focus on the creative stuff and like team stuff and, and yeah. not just like packing boxes like totally. shipping. yeah and just for reference like your average skate box that you see at the shop I think fits like 10 boards 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the classic skate box. Mm-hmm. So like if you had 850. Like, oh my God. It took up the whole place. Yeah. It was, yeah. And like the amount it cost to ship that to New York was ridiculous. Oh yeah. Cause PS6 is in Cal- California or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Well, the IG is pretty cryptic. The website looks fucking cool, but there's not like, you know, there's- a whole no. lot of info there so <laughs> for the real heads uh what's the next what's the next update what's coming up for glue um let's see we have some like we have some boards and some apparel coming out and honestly like we just want to put videos out yes at our first video drop on thrasher but i think going forward we're gonna just like have like a youtube where all of our videos are gonna live and then just we're like sort of scouting to see like what people we want to support going forward so it's kind of like it's that and then it's just like a bunch of like fun art stuff like i went to a flea market (laughs) long story short i just saw these like random like super cursed looking dolls and steven's like buy those and put it on the glue card right now and i'm like okay and it's just this psychotic fucking like doll from the 50s with like a I don't know. Anyway, we're just like all gonna make an appearance in the next vid. I think it's I think it's going to. (laughs) Amazing. Steven's like, let's set it on fire. I was like, okay. Oh my god. Put it on the glue card. I was like, okay, that's fine. Um yeah, so nothing really set in stone, just like a bunch of like doing whatever we want kind of thing. And like making videos and like going skating, hopefully going on a trip soon. Sick. Just like having fun. I love that. My favorite uh, board companies or skate companies in general are the companies that just like put out footage and go on little trips and like. Yeah, that's the whole vibe. So Stephen just, Stephen and I and a couple other heads just threw down on like a camera so we could like film videos. Like we were filming everything on tape. Yeah. And Steven's like, okay, I'm done capturing tape. Yeah, dude, it's so <laughs> um, hard. Yeah. What kind of camera did you get then? I have no idea. Steven knows. Steven's the video person mm. mostly. Like so, a bunch of people film, but like Steven does like all the editing. Steven's like the genius behind Smut and like yeah. just visually how dope that video was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's an HD camera. I know. It's just, it's got like a chip or a card mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So no tapes. That's no cool tape. though. Steven's like, I'm done with tapes. I'm not doing that again. I'm like, I fully support you. <laughs> You've like, evolved past the need for tapes. <laughs> um sick well you mentioned this like earlier when you're talking about the documentary but you were on the usa skateboarding team in 2019 which was like definitely something that you had ultimately decided to step away from which was fucking rad and i was stoked because like i know that you're good under pressure and yes you have like literally won like the biggest skate contests in the world but like just having skated with you and seeing like your my world part for instance and what you put out in like smut and gizmo as well like i'm like dude you really shine on the fucking marble ground and the perfect like the dope ledge like you know what i mean like that's like your shit and that's like where people want to see you skate so like i was stoked um but like do you want to talk a little bit about like what it was like to step away from the competitive scene um maybe what was holding you back for a while potentially or like anything you want to share with that process of making that decision and yeah i just wanted to hear your take on that yeah, it was, I felt like, I mean, oh man. <sighs> okay. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot there. I feel like, I mean, skating in competitions at one point in my life was like the only way to have a career. 
right? Yeah. Um, and then things evolved. And I mean, I was doing really well in contests, but I've always felt sort of like stripped when I go there, like emotionally, like mentally, like my identity, everything that I love about skating is like, I don't get to experience that in those spaces. So really the thing that was like keeping me going for so long in the competition world was like seeing my friends, people that I really love, who I only usually get to see during those times. And then there was like the new generation of skaters, which made it feel like even more alienating. Mm. Um, and then I'm like, well, I'm trans and like, I don't, I kind of was just like, I don't want to be categorized as like a woman anymore. Like I'm super over that. Uh, yeah. So then there was that. And it all sort of came to a head as like the Olympics was coming. Yeah. And so I was like by default on the, on the women's team and stuff. And that was just a nightmare. I mean, I was like, like the, the anti-doping people like coming to my house at like six o'clock in the morning to like get a pee test for me. Like <laughs> things that are just like unhinged. I'm like, people do this. I'm like, I, I'm like, can I just promise you that I like won't do drugs so that I can win the, co- like, I don't care at all. Yeah. Just please stop calling me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, just leave me the fuck alone. So there was like all of that. Like you had to like enter like where you, where you sleep, like where you live, where, what gym you work out at what mm-hmm. skate park you like skate so they can find you anywhere and like p-test you like that whole experience was awful yeah that on top of just being like oh and I'm on like the women's team like I just remember like when they <clears throat> we had the the 2020 like Olympic team announcement I was fully depressed like and in a really bad place mentally because of having to be categorized as a woman and like this I was just really done with that so yeah there was a lot of pushback I mean not pushback but people just being like it's the first time skating is going to be in the Olympics like yeah this is historic like just one more year and then Mm. do you you know what I mean but it's like I've been I've been doing this just one more year thing for like years like I've put off top surgery for like five years so that I could keep competing and stuff like all of these things that like, I just were just on hold for so long. I just was kind of like, I don't want to wait anymore. And like, I don't care about the Olympics. Like it was never my dream. And so I just kind of was like, despite all of the people being like, are you really not going to go to the Olympics? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm really not going to go. Um, and I was like, I just feel like, you know, like, pe- like, <clears throat> obviously in this like capitalist society, you have to like, think of yourself as like to be successful you have to be marketable and sell product right so I'm like unfortunately with that mindset I mean it just sucks to have to think that way but like I'm like I think that I would be more impact like I really had to sell it you know like I Mm -hmm. feel like I would be more impactful as a skater if I was doing the things that were really important to me instead of like stripping myself of like all the things that make me happy so that I could follow this fucking journey to the Olympics that like is ultimately going to be extremely anticlimactic and it's like COVID like yeah what the fuck <laughs> yeah yeah and like I'll bet that uh you weren't really trying to pose in any photos with Jagger Eaton and Nigel <laughs> so hell no oh my god yeah no, I was like <sighs> yeah it felt really good to just like send the email that I'm like I'm resigning from the women's team and like after I sent that I was like 
full like clearing to do whatever I want and then that's yeah. when I just put all of my eggs in the glue basket and I'm like I'm just gonna like really nurture this thing that I feel like is really healing for me because it's like a lot of it it's like it's healing because I'm like honoring my inner child you know like the things that I always wanted to do like now I'm doing those things and it took decades to get here so I like never want to detour from this path after having done the whole industry the way that it was before I don't know there was like a shift in the last like couple years yeah people are starting to be more receptive to different types of people but before that it was just like oh I have to like keep my long blonde hair or like (laughs) or I don't count I don't know (laughs) yeah totally I mean it almost seems like the Olympics for you maybe was like other people's dream they had for you and like yes like you kind of just realize like actually this isn't like what I want to do and I love what you said about just like I've been giving myself oh one more year one more year putting this off and like finally just being like ah like I can't do that anymore like that's just so cool it's like I'm gonna be 30 this year I cannot believe I lived my whole entire 20s like that like compromised and like only like half fulfilled and just super angry as a result like Mm -hmm. grappling with sobriety all the time because like there's so many parts of myself that aren't getting nurtured because I'm like in this machine of like the skate industry and and just stuff outside of that too like I mean it it just took a long time to like find myself and like there's I don't know it was just like the way to have a career was to skate in competitions if you're like not a dude and I'm just like I don't want that to be a thing in the future or now like I'm like so oh my god like like I watched the Olympics obviously because Alexis was there yeah I I would see like Mimi in the background and like Jess and I was like yay oh my god like I love them Mm -hmm. um but I was like I'm like so like elated that I'm not there like fully just like (laughs) so happy like I'm overjoyed (laughs) like I couldn't I'm like this was the correct decision yes and I'm just really glad that I didn't fucking sacrifice myself for another year like that like one of the big red flags for me too was like there was a contest in Rio and like I would just be standing up like waiting for my run and hear them be like oh like Lacey Baker and I was just like dude I like fully can't do this and then I ended up like having a pretty intense like drinking moment after the fact for like the duration until I left like it was like not a cute situation Mm. And I was like, I can't do this anymore, like at all. Yeah. 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 I think people underestimate like the fucking pain it is to not be doing what you want to be doing. And like, people can see it as like, oh, like Leo, like wasted or like, you know what I mean? They could see it from a perspective of like, you didn't take advantage of this opportunity you had or whatever, but it's like, you can't underestimate the pain it is to live in it inauthentically like 100% what you not want to do being called the wrong name fucking misgendered fucking having to try to fit someone else's mold like yeah I'm like hella proud of you to make that decision for your mental health and well-being you know because yeah thanks yeah like forever to get there and there's nobody to look to yeah like how do I do this and like it's like am I do I have to choose between having a career or like having sound mental health or can I have both? Like, yeah, there's just a lot there, you know? And like, when I started therapy, it was like, I've been in therapy for like two two or three years now. I don't know. But I remember going in being like, yeah, like I need to figure out 
my life with like being trans and like being like having the career that I have. And so there's like a full track record of like that first therapy session to now and like being like, wow, I really like did what I came here to do. Like, (laughs) so that feels really good. And I don't know. I just like, I just am never, ever going to like sacrifice parts of myself again. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be 30 this year. Like I don't have that much more time. Totally. And there was like, like since I was 15, like pretty much like half my life was like, I don't know, mostly compromised, I would say. And I'm thinking like, what could I have done? Like, imagine if I was like living, like living my truth to the fullest that I am now. Like think of like the video, think of what video parts could have maybe been. Totally. Like what, like how much better I could have been doing. Yeah. Not that I didn't do well, but just like the potential was always compromised by like whatever, you know, other people. And it's yeah. just sad that people have to live that way sometimes, but whatever, totally. here we are having an interview about it. I'm like, dear skate industry, don't make anyone else do this ever again. Yeah. Leo. <laughs> Seriously. And I know that sucks. And I know like you didn't ask for that and like whatever, but just how it has played out. It's like, you are the person that, like when you said, like, how do I do this? Like you figured it out for everyone else almost, you know, like for skaters that are coming up now to try to navigate. And like, I know like literally like 15 year olds right now that are able to like have certain conversations with their parents about being trans and shit because of you, dude, like, you know, and figuring out spaces and like, you've influenced like my work at Skate Like a Girl, like everything, dude. Like, so again, like, I know, like, you didn't wake up being like, yeah, I'm going to be this fucking change agent and it's fucking exhausting. And like, but like, kudos to you, dude, for fucking sticking it out and like figuring it out and it, you know, sharing about how it, you know, it wasn't easy for you. And, but yeah, I guess my next question was just like, how the fuck does it feel to just be like a hundred percent yourself, like a pro skater and like one of the most relevant people, like in the community, like, how does that feel now? Like, are you just feeling like middle fingers in the air? Like, fuck you go along like what's your vibe like I mean first of all thank you so much for you know acknowledging the path and like the things that I've been through because it feels really affirming to know that there are people who can understand just how like long it's like I've oh my god years but now that I'm on the other side of things I feel like I don't know it felt like for a long time emotionally I was just like pushing boulders and now they're like out of the way and there's just like a clearing for me to like just skate and focus on my mental health and like focus on the things that I really want to be doing. And I really just feel like I earned that. Like, that's just what it feels like. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm going to make no more sacrifices, you know, unless I'm like, unless you're like really important to me. Like, I don't know. I just feel like I really want to nurture the time that I have left give everything I have to like skating and to myself and my own personal growth and like the people that I love and care about and like not waste time, like trying to appease people for like a a paycheck or something, you know, totally. That kind of shit is just, I'm like, I I'm past it. (laughs) I don't want to play the game anymore. Well, now that you're closing out this last decade, like what would you say? Like top couple goals for, you know, your thirties as you move forward, like, what do you want to do you said video part video part. music 
video parts. I'm going to become a pop star. I'm going <laughs> to, yes. I'm going to, I don't know what else I'll do. I just, yeah, I want to like write music and like, just like do really sick things with glue. Like, I don't even know what the future holds for that yet, but it feels really bright. And I'm really, really grateful to be working with Steven. Um, they're also really, you know, into self-development and like just doing the work and like being sound in their mental health and like our journeys are really similar and like parallel so like I feel like whatever whatever ways we choose to like grow the company I feel like it's just going to be really really cool so I'm excited for that and I'm excited for the music journey to like keep unfolding and like I'm just excited to skate and like stay sober yeah I didn't even know you so how long have you been sober um, I, I'm, I've been sober again for like, I think six months now. Nice. Um, I mean, there's been a lot of, it's been a journey over the last, over my twenties. It's been yeah. like yeah, yeah, grappling with sobriety and like using and drinking and then sober, you know, so I've had, I've had sober time over the years, but this time feels really different in that I just like, don't want to like ever betray myself again by like having a bender or like whatever. I just really want to like take care of myself like really you know and I feel yeah. like it's a, a lot of people say that like oh take care or whatever but like yeah it really requires a lot and I'm just like here for that like so excited to just be like honoring all of my needs yeah. <laughs> just like what do I need today to like go skate or like what do I need today to rest or like you know just taking care of myself truly so I'm excited about that hell yeah that's awesome and like I can definitely relate to what you're saying as far as like drinking to sort of numb like parts of you that are parts of your life that just suck and like just trying to get through it and then coming to a place of like actually like I want to choose me and not everybody else I want to choose like what I want to do I want to choose skating and my body and my health over like fitting in at the party or numbing the pain or being cool so like I don't know it's like making that decision it's not easy um but I'm yeah. super proud of you and that's fucking awesome. Thank you. Um, Thank you yeah, so much. whether sobriety is your lifelong method of healing or not, like I'm with you. And uh, yeah, for me, best and hardest decision I've ever made. Yeah, <laughs> Lots <totally>. of crying. <laughs> Lots of emotions. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to choose the pain. Okay, cool. Cool. And then <laughs> I have to work through that and then it's not going to happen overnight. Got it. All right. Yeah. So yep. we're just... So this is just life now. Cool. <laughs> oh yeah. And uh yeah, those people in your life that are uh you've now realized are alcoholics will uh say weird mean shit to you. <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna relapse again of anyways. I'm like, okay, oh, oh, dude. What's your next manual trick? What what are we looking for? I was hyped on the switch flip manual. I was like, damn, I want to try that. Now. Oh yeah. No, I, but, I, I uh, can't I can't switch flip up shit yet. I know I could, but I just haven't practiced it. The switch heel manual. Yes. Oh, was the switch heel manual? Switch heel manual. Oh, I, I got the front side flip switch manual that and the back side flip switch manual. Um, and I'm working on switch nose manuals because I want to do a switch nose manual half cab flip. Mm. Like, that would be really sick. Yeah. Um, yeah. The switch nose manual game. I'm working on that. Dude, yeah. So fun. Yeah. So fun. Like, mental anguish. But I want, I hella want to learn the switch nose manual fakie flip. Yes. Yes. Me too. All of those. I'm yeah. like, I want to do all the flips out of the switch nose manual. And you know what I've figured out is like, uh, <clears throat> well, I push switch places a lot now. Yeah. Because oh, it's yeah. like, 
strengthening your hamstrings mm. and your butt muscles yeah. are where the manuals are. Like, so now I just like do all kinds of like PT for like manuals. <laughs> I'm like, it's oh. amazing. <laughs> your ass probably looking bomb. <laughs> yeah. I, I find if I do like some, some solid crunches, some planks or something, my manual game's a little better too, but yeah. I haven't started working my booty, but um well i'm all out of questions <laughs> anything else you want to answer uh honestly no i think we covered it in a good way cool i recently wait i just want to tell this one last story I, yes I, <laughs> I was just on this shoot on friday and like they they like had to like interview me so that they could write us it was so bad they had to write a script yeah and they were like so when did you start skating i was like if another person asks me when i started skating I fully am just going to like Dude. eject myself from the planet. Goodbye. <laughs> like I'm done. <laughs> God. Anyway, so thank you for, you know, having an interview that doesn't feel super elementary. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. Well, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Yeah. Likewise. I'm excited. Um, and David said he got some more photos of you. So yes, excited for that. And yeah, thanks again for jumping on the Zoom um, to chat, and I hope to see you IRL ASAP. Yeah, I hope Alright. I love you, Lawrence. Love you, too. I'm gonna stop recording. Good to see you.